Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mr. Beacon Podcast is sponsored by Williot, scaling IoT with battery-free Bluetooth. Welcome to the Mr. Beacon Show. Uh, this week we're going from San Diego to Sydney. I am talking to Nathan Dunn, who is the CEO of BlueCats, who straddle the world of Bluetooth and ultra-wideband. And we're going to be talking about uh, some really major news, which is ultra-wideband ending up in the iPhone 11. So, Nathan, you've been on the show once. Welcome back. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. Uh, slightly different backdrop, as you can see, from Phoenix the last time we caught up. But it's, oh, it's yeah. great. This, this is fabulous. So this is, uh, what, the Sydney Harbour Bridge? It is. It is. Best city in the world. And um, it, every single day looks like this in Sydney. So it's, it's pretty tough to, tough to compete with it. Well, when you first came on, I assumed this was some fake uh, backdrop, but this is the real thing. Can you give us a twirl? Can we see uh, what else you got there? Yeah, no, this is this is legit. So you've got you got North Sydney Pool down there, um, probably uh-huh. the most scenic pool to do some laps in the world. And then we um, we spin around the corner here. You'll see a Ferris wheel, oh, uh, Luna Park, an amusement park over there. Another iconic landmark in Sydney. And um, you you can't see the Opera House, but it's sort of tucked behind the bridge there. So. I don't it's know not, how you get not... any work done with that uh, with that distraction, but you seem to uh, be working very hard. You, you've actually got a bunch of locations. Where are your offices? Uh, so we're headquartered in Sydney, and we've got uh, two US, US uh, offices, one in Huntsville, Alabama, and another one in Austin, Texas. Um, so it's, um, it's, it, it's a very good spread. Uh, and yeah, if we want to get a lot of work done, I'll head to the US so we haven't, haven't got views like this to distract me. Well, so we, we want to talk about this uh, very disruptive event that's happened. There's a new radio in the iPhone, ultra-wideband. What is it? What can it do in this context? And why was it put there? We're going to explore all of that cool stuff. Um, uh, I do want to talk to you about an event um, that we kind of touched on, the, the, the prelude to that when we first talked, which is you, you've, you've now integrated... You're now two companies into one. Just before we get into that, I want to do one shout out to Starbucks, which is kind of a new tradition that we've got. Starbucks are not a sponsor, uh, but they have this amazing program uh, that offers uh, job opportunities for young adults with autism. 
My son's one of them. We're so grateful for what they do. It mean it brings sort of hope and meaning to um, to uh, young people who wouldn't otherwise get a job, and they end up working in this amazing environment uh, with really cool, friendly people and uh, um, beautiful environments. And actually, my office away from uh, my real office is often a, a Starbucks, and it's 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 great that. Uh, these guys are really walking the talk in terms of social responsibility and giving back. back. So thanks to Starbucks. And now back to uh, the main point of, of this, which is, which is talking about Blue Cats. So Blue Cats has had this, would I call it sister company? Uh, can, can t tell us what's happened to your company structure and uh, um, how that relates to bringing BLE and UWB together. Yes, yeah, so Blue Cats started in... 2009, nearly 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, and the the initial technology we embraced was actually ultra wideband, and we started doing work with one of the original pioneers of ultra wideband, a company called Time Domain, mm -hmm. uh, which is located in Huntsville, Alabama, and through the process of working with their team and understanding the 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 possibilities of a real time location technology, um, we ended up uh, purchasing a lot of the IP. And, and, and a lot of the product um, out of time domain and a company was established plus location systems and that gave us the, the footprint that we have today in Huntsville, Alabama. And shortly after that, around 2012, um, the idea for Bluetooth beacons, um, mobile SDK and cloud platform came up and so Blue Cats was started in Austin, Texas. Um, two very, very different trajectories. Um, two, two completely different technologies. Uh, one was hyper accurate uh, with a lot of infrastructure. Another one was near enough is good enough, um, focus on deployability and scale. And um, you, you know better, better than anyone, the, 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 the hype around beacons um, around 2012 and 13, Blue Cats was, was, was you know, right in amongst all of that. Um, at the same time, uh, ultra wideband which has technically been around as long as Bluetooth, um, was really this location technology that was known for being very, very accurate, but there was a lot of effort involved. There's a lot of infrastructure, a lot of cabling, um, you know, read cost, and there's, there's any number of uh, matrices that are still published today around location technologies that have uh, undoubtedly ultra-wideband listed as the most accurate, um, but it's cost prohibitive. Um, and so um, there were two very different trajectories, absolutely a market uh, for that type of technology. Um, over the last two years, and certainly when, when we, we, we last caught up, um, that was the first time that we'd, we'd realized that there's, there's an opportunity to converge the two. And, and we started looking at you know, what it means to have a very, very robust location engine and, and platform, uh, courtesy of the UWB legacy system. And, and, and what value that could add um, to more of the light touch um, BLE use cases um, that, that Blue Cats were involved with. And, and so there was a lot of um, trial and error and engineering uh, butting of heads, which is always a healthy, healthy thing to have. And you know, what, what, what's ensued and you know, what we announced recently was an official um, merger um, of the two companies um, operating under the single brand of Blue Cats. Um, and you know, very closely followed over the next uh, probably three months, we've got a number of new product innovations um, that 
will you know position Blue Cats as a as a multi-band um, real-time location uh, company, um, and uh, you know, it seems very uh, fortuitous and coincidental. Um, but um, you know the the uh, companies such as Apple um, understanding the value of, of, of UWB and the broader applications, which I think the the market aren't really aware of just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is a game changer. So it it, it sets us up um, um, perfectly moving forward with um, you know the, the recent uh, developments with Apple. Definitely. So uh, catch me up because I did look at ultra wideband in some detail. Wrote the Beacon Technologies book. Wanted to kind of look at what the alternatives were, and uh, I, I got a sense of UWB. And then I did some product evaluations for a consulting client uh, back before I joined Williot. And what I saw was kind of a legacy UWB offering, which was literally 10 times as expensive as Bluetooth. You have all these hubs and coaxial cable and uh, uh, the, the actual kind of the tags, if you can call them that, were like super expensive and churn through battery. But what I saw was it seemed like DecaWave had made some, who, who provide a lot of the chips in this market, had made some innovations. And there was this new generation of, uh, of Beacon uh, ultra-wideband products that weren't quite ready for prime time. And this was probably like three or four years ago. Um, so what's, what's happened to ultra-wideband? Is, has the price gone down so since then? Um. Look, the price will go down. There's no yeah. doubt about that. And yeah. you're absolutely right. There, there, there were the original UWB. Um, you know, was um, time difference of arrival. So, so one way effectively. So, the, the the anchor network was 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 scanning and listening, and the tags are broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, in in that situation, that's where you have uh, some real power efficiencies. So, tags can can last three years on a very small coin cell. Okay. Um, what 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 DecaWave were able to pioneer was um, being able to get uh, an, an entire um, PCB that would go into a legacy uh, ultra wideband um, reader uh, onto a chip, and 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 it's it, it it's the classic progression of, of technology, um, and you know it it, it takes um, someone like DecaWave trusting their cape. Um, and it, it, in terms of really understanding the the, the game-changing properties uh, that th- this can provide, um, but the limitations around adoption um, is is price, price and power efficiency um, are, are probably the two Achilles heels. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly been able to um, address the price uh, aspect of it. Uh, the two-way ranging, uh, which is effectively two compliant devices um, you know, communicating back and forth, um, and um, you know the the, de- the determination of distance uh, can be very very accurate. Uh, that's a very power intensive process. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the the so the, the focus now, and I know certainly for DeckWave is is to improve on that. And you know very quickly uh, we will get to the point where uh, the power efficiency from a tag perspective um, is a lot better than what it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know once you've got that, um, then the focus is on okay well, what 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 are the what are the, the limitations of scaling this technology? And if if you if you've um, dealt with the the uh, the economics, mm-hmm. you've dealt with the power yeah. uh, management. Then it comes down to the tools to really scale. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and so yeah, absolutely. Pioneers like Deckwife have, have, have paved the way, and um, in, you know, embracing um, this technology, um, you know, the way Apple have, mm-hmm. the way I'm happy to go on the record. Every smart device launched next year will also have UWB in it. Um, and so, um, smart device that, meaning smartphone or something more than that? Yeah. No, no, phone, yeah. phones, yeah. tablets, yeah. Um, everyone else. Well, that's um, right, because it's not just DecaWave now, is it? The, 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 a lot of many other chip vendors have come out with, it seems like, chipsets for phones and uh, other, other devices. Yeah, I mean, NXP uh, have come out with their offering. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, you know, really, the the the, the leaders at, at the moment, um, I mean, outside of Apple, have produced their own, as Apple does. Yes. Um, um, but you know, you've got Decawave and NXP, and you know the 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 focus now um, uh, is certainly from within the industry, is around standards, is around interoperability, and you know, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts, as you can imagine. There's a lot of egos at the table. Um, and uh, it's it's important because UWB is going to change uh, everybody's lives for the better. Um, and you know to do that efficiently, um, you know everyone's craving more bandwidth, um, and you know that 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 needs to be addressed, and it's in the process of being addressed. So, is I thought there was an ISO standard for UWB, unlike the Bluetooth SIG, which is a SIG, or, or, or not? Did I get that wrong? Um, look, there's there's a standard that's that's being authored at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an IEEE working group working on um, a, a new standard, and and that working group it, uh, includes every major company that um, you know, we could imagine would be adopting this technology. So um, I think the objective is to have an authored standard available either at the end of the year or certainly beginning of next year. Okay. And. And and so that 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 will really lay the the foundation um, for um, uh, more local organisations like the FCC be, to address some of their historic regulations that, by their own admissions, uh, are conservative and overprotective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the quicker that we can get to a, a clearly defined standard um, around certifications of of, um, of modules and devices, I think the better for everyone. So is UWB usable in every country in the world in the same way as uh, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, or are there kind of some no-go areas? Um, I know Japan from memory, yes. and and you, forgive me, it's, uh, it's I can't remember the last time I brushed up on Japanese um, <laughs> uh, communication regulations, um, but I know uh, Japan and Korea, I believe. Um, have some um, some some rules around uh, the the bandwidth and, and power restrictions and things like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, you, you have to keep in mind that a lot a lot of the regulation uh, was was put in place um, coming from a position of, of fear of the unknown. Um, yeah, and as you can imagine, you, you don't want to be anointing uh, or enabling a, a particular uh, technology uh, to all of a sudden interfere with. Um, aircraft landing radar um, or, or you know satellite communication or anything like that so so there was a lot of lot of unknown um, that that has driven the um, or not standards but the regulations um, so technically some some of them are reasonably um, are prohibitive 
um, but there's there's no real basis for that. So I think this groundswell, and and you know there are submissions underway at the moment um, in front of uh, the FCC uh, that really lay out a logical argument of, of how we can move forward. But just so everyone understands, you can use UWB in the United States, the the the, the province of the Federal Communications Commission. So what would the submissions be to change? Um, so there's there's really uh, there's two things that are going on at the moment. Um, the first one is the, the, the regulations that are in place at the moment prohibit um, a, a fixed uh, outdoor device um, transceiver um, utilising UWB. Huh. So at the moment you can't have a uh, transceiver that is broadcasting uh, UWB um, in use outdoors. Okay. Now, there are special dispensations for that. Um, you know, Zebra with the NFL tracking is a, a good example of that. Yes. Um, and, and again, this is um, that was put in place um, thinking about um, airports and uh, various uh, astronomy organisations and other things back in 2002. Um, now, there's been no documented complaints of uh, interference or, or, or issues created um, with with ultra wideband used used in these uh, special um, cases, so um, you know that's that that's one um, aspect of, of, of the, the FCC regulations that really needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's a number of organisations that have been very vocal about um, uh, why they support that change. Um, and and it's not a it's not a land grab as such. Um, the support is, is also offered with a, a very plausible interoperability uh, coexistence type um, uh, type scheme um, the other the other thing um, that is in front of the FCC at the moment is the expansion of Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and this is where having Apple um, jumping on board UWB um, and um, a lot of the a lot of the car manufacturers yes. uh, really pushing it as well um, adds weight to that um, that argument because um, you know, any any manny's dog um, could side with an argument of, hey, we need more Wi-Fi bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you give Wi-Fi an extra gig, they're going to use an extra gig. If you give them, um, you know, 500 meg, um, make them innovate a little bit, um, they could probably still get away with it. Mm-hmm. And so, so the 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 companies looking to build a future on UWB historically have been very underrepresented um, in terms of someone at the FCC spending time on Google and saying, hey, there's a whole industry that, that relies on this technology. Um, thankfully, with the, um, the, the, mad, the mad rush um, and, and the increased awareness, so even over the last couple of months, um, it's, it's something to be taken seriously. And, and, and again, that's, that's an interoperability discussion um, as well. Yeah. Um, and so, so they're, they're the two dynamics that need to be addressed for the right reasons um, so that this technology can coexist. And one last thing before we go to, to Apple. So the, the way ultra-wideband works for the geeks, and we won't get too geeky because I don't think I'm capable of doing that, but, uh, um, you know, like uh, Bluetooth, there's a certain, there's the 2.4 gigahertz ISM band, it's unlicensed spectrum, and that's where Bluetooth sits along with uh, part of Wi-Fi. Ultra wideband doesn't 
work that way, does it? It, it, it basically kind of spans an ultra-wide band that goes over many it other is. areas that are already being used for other stuff, but it just coexists? So how, how does that work? Yeah, so it's it's unlicensed uh, spectrum as well, and and you're right. Um, ultra wideband can be anywhere from um, uh, low six gigahertz to um, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen gigahertz, um, and um, it's it's been that way because there hasn't been a specific use case uh, for any any of the, the the regulators to be focused on. So um, traditionally, a lot of UWB. Uh, in, in, in play today operates around about the 6.5, 6.7 gigahertz center frequency. Um, and so that's where it gets interesting. If you've got Wi-Fi coming up, uh, sneak up into the low sixes, oh. um, that's where that's... some of that, that, that crossover potentially comes into it. Um, so the, the, you know, technically the way it works and the simplest way to, to think about it is, um, and this is why it's so fantastic for location, is a, a UWB pulse is very, very sharp and it, it has a very, very distinct leading edge. And whereas, you know, um, BLM Wi-Fi um, builds up to max, uh, max power um, over, a, over a short ramp up period. So it's very hard to determine when you started hearing those, those pulses, those signals. Uh, and, and think of it as if someone yelled immediately, you hear them immediately. Yeah. If someone started whispering and then gradually built up, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, if your ears are better, you heard it heard it earlier and things like that. So, um, so it's that sharp leading edge that that sets UWB apart, as well as um, you know, a lot of the uh, the nuances of the preamble and various other things add a huge uh, amount of security that just doesn't exist today with either NFC or BLE or Wi-Fi. Okay, and so. Um, this gives us the ability to time uh, the arrival of a, of a signal and therefore calculate the distance very precisely because there's this it, it, sharp edge. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's also less susceptible to multipath. And if, 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 if it is a result of multipath, you can identify that you know, because you, you've got that leading edge reasonably well defined. Okay. So, so it's a very and it, it is ridiculously accurate. Um, you know when everything's set up, um, set up properly, and and so 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 ultra wideband can be used for different things. It can be used for um, measuring distances and therefore measuring locations. It can be also be used for data transmission. Are, are we- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When now, let's talk about uh, the iPhone. So the iPhone now... I've got one of the uh, 
Pro, whatever it is, uh, iPhone 11 Pro Max, uh, expensive phone anyway, and it's got this new radio. Is it uh, U0 or something like that? Uh, the, 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 um, the U1 chip. U1, okay. Which, which I think is short for you wonder what it can do. But, um, <laughs> so it, what can it, it do? What can it do? Tell us. Well, yeah, we'll never know until Apple decides that we're, <laughs> we're lucky enough. But um, uh, look, it, it's, it, it's a UWB chip. Um, it's interesting that there seem to be multiple antennas um, in, in, in the, the iPhone 11 as well, mm-hmm. um, which lends itself to being able to, um, you know, potentially broadcast and receive. Uh, there's also some interesting angle arrival and, and angle of departure functionality um, at some point. Um, the, the, the publicized use case, which was a little bit of a footnote from the, from the, the, the 11 launch, was um, the ability to uh, target uh, one individual in a group and airdrop uh, files. Mm-hmm. Uh, a classic, classic case of um, the, 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 the location and the proximity, that, that peer-to-peer um, accuracy. Um, and, and you're right, the, um, the UWB was originally conceived for data transfer. Um, so the, um, you know, the data capabilities are quite impressive as well. Um, okay. so, you know, that's, that's the use case. Um, there's, there, there's a mountain of patents, uh, that, that Apple have, um, around some of the use cases. Um, one recent, recent one that I think was released yesterday, um, is around, um, UWB, uh, functionality in, um, wall sockets in power sockets in the home and, Effectively being able to um, map the, the the floor plan of an environment based on these devices, understanding where they are in relation to each other, um, and then also take it a step further, potentially uh, wirelessly charging a device um, if it's within proximity of a of a power of a wall socket. Interesting. So. I misspoke no, then, uh, earlier. You, so ultra wideband will be used for data transfer. It'll be used for airdrop, and but it'll also be this ability to measure. I, I guess in this case, um, uh, somehow you'll have two people with one of the new phones. They both have a, a U1 radio in, and they'll um, iOS will know I'm pointing this phone at you rather than my competitor who's like to the left of me or or whatever is that the basic idea it is that's the that's the use case that they've, they've put forward and obviously leveraging the other mem sensors that go on in that in that uh, device um, being able to understand orientation and various other other um, contextual uh, movements that the the the, the spatial awareness um, not only within the, the given space that you're in, but other devices within range, and um, that that constant updating of that of that spatial awareness um, gets it's mind blowing. Um, you know what the, the the possibilities. You think of uh, augmented reality, uh, for example. Um, you know, in, in its simplest form, just understanding. Um, you know, if you if, if you um, uh, augmented reality or, or VR for that matter. Understanding, um, you know, the context of, um, you know, where your hands are in relation to your goggles, in relation to your feet, in in relation to someone else um, playing a game, um, th- you know, that um, is is all possible in absolute real time to centimeter level accuracy with UWB. 
And you, I think you alluded to the fact that there's multiple antennas, and we've talked about Bluetooth 5.1 angle of arrival, but what I'm hearing from you is the angle of arrival with UWB would potentially be possible with that, which is maybe how you know whether someone's pointing at a uh, at another person or, or or the you know someone who's next to them. Is that you think yeah, that's it? Look, it's feasible. Um, I, I think I wouldn't get too hung up on the airdrop um, uh, use case that was sure. – uh, I, I almost consider that an Easter egg uh, in, in Apple's presentations. And uh, as, as, they're, as they're fantastic at doing, you know, the future was hiding in plain sight when they just had the little, the little U1 chip uh, sort of you know, dwarfed in there with other things. So, um, but, but, yes, I mean, you know, angle arrival um, is, is being accommodated um, in a lot of the silicon. Um, angle of arrival, angle of departure. Um, there's still a, a lot that goes on, um, as you know, um, you know, through uh, your experience with Williot. Um, once you've got the silicon, that's when the work starts. Yes. Um, but 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 it's certainly baked in there. Um, and you know how that relates to um, you know the the, the iPhone, um, any other smartphone, um, depending on the the, the ecosystem. Um, that it's operating in, depending on what access everyone's allowed to have to the to the chip. You know, there, there are so many variables here, but it's um it's certainly a game changer. Yeah, and, and so one of the things that I think a lot of us were expecting, we I mean, I watched this this announcement waiting for you know some uh, five minute segment where someone was going to walk on stage and do some cool demo, and it never happened. And the thing that I was expecting was this much speculated UWB set of beacons that were going to be used to to do lost and found to a level that uh, could only be dreamt of uh, with say a tile product or or something like that Um, do you think that's real or or not yeah yeah I do I I think I think that'll be next cab off the rank uh, from a hardware perspective Um, and and look you know uh, tile um, and, and the like are, are obviously, I have no doubt that they're planning their, their UWB strategy as we speak. Um, and, and, you know, that, that, that consumer focus, you're obviously at the whim of, um, you know, the, the, the ecosystem that Apple will allow you uh, to, to integrate into. And it, 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 it's certainly a game changer. Um, you know, it, it beacons 2.0, uh, if you want to call it that, um, the location and the proximity um, is is going to be mind blowing uh, for people. Um, now, now the 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 thing that uh, you know doesn't change. Uh, you know, when you talk about beacons, certainly from a consumer standpoint, um, uh, aside from f- locating your assets, you know, if we if we look at the original hype around beacons uh, from a marketing standpoint, whatever else, um, yes, UWB is going to. Uh, uh, infinitely greater accuracy and the ability to, you know, think of UWB integrated into electronic shelf labels in a grocery store. Um, you know, frightening levels of accuracy. Um, but all roads still lead back to um, the, the, the user permission um, and, the, and, and, and the use case is, is the value proposition there. And, you know, you would have seen um, the, the recent updates in iOS 13 with more visible reminders of this app has been using your location in these locations over the last three days um you know do you want to continue that and and i I think that's absolutely brilliant 
um, uh, in terms of that just reinforces that if you don't have a value proposition that you can communicate to me in 25 words or less, I'm, I'm not going to let you track me. And I think it's valid. Well, this is, I mean, I'm so pleased that you brought this up because I have very mixed feelings about this. Uh, you know, what the, the privacy advocate in me says, fantastic. Well done, Tim Cook, for taking the high road. And shame on all those companies that were sneakily using location to, uh, uh, to make money and uh, not sharing value with the consumer. The flip side is, I, it was just incredibly annoying when I did the upgrade. I, I'm like, and in the end, uh, I, I really didn't want to spend five minutes or even 30 seconds thinking about yes or no. I just said yes to everything because if you're getting 20 or 50 requests for something, it just becomes like the, the, the uh, privacy uh, terms and conditions where uh, I, I don't want to risk that this isn't going to work. I'm just going to say yes to anything. But yep. I have to say what's happened since is I'm getting, you know, rather than just can we use Bluetooth, you get these maps, these scary maps of where it's yep. been used. And I think that is very effective. And uh, I have to confess that in some cases I've said yes. In other cases, I have said no. What, what, what's your view on this? Do you think this is just Apple posturing against Facebook and Google and trying to look whiter than white and, and annoying us all with a bunch of pop-ups we really don't care about and want to see? Or do you think uh, that this is going to stay with us and we're going to constantly have to click on these buttons because it's good for us? Look, I, I, I think um, I, you know, attack is the best form of defense uh, in, in, in some instances. So um, I think, look, the the underlying theme, I think, globally is the horse has bolted on real privacy. Let's be honest. Um, I mean, yeah, we've seen overnight um, Amazon launching picture frames with microphones in it. Um, so you can be talking to Alexa wherever you are. I mean, yes. you know, the horse, the horse has bolted. You know, let, let's be realistic. Um, I, I think it's a great thing. I think to your point, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there, there wasn't a mass exodus away from a lot of location tracking services, mm-hmm. purely down to the laziness of the, the, that, 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 that experience that you just, you just relayed. Uh, when you update, you just hit yes, just I, I don't want to deal with it. Um, I mean, there should, there should be a million dollar prize for anyone who reads the terms and conditions uh, on, on anything hiding at the that. bottom. They should have a little Easter egg. The, uh, uh, yeah, the, 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 uh, Fifty thousandth person gets a Tesla or something, you know. Hundred percent. They they it wouldn't cost them a cent. But um, <laughs> look, I, I I think it's it it is valid though. I mean, um, at the end of the day, you you should have a right to access all the information um, that a particular app or a particular company uh, is collecting on you. Um, but the you know the the the, the trade off is um, we're we're so used to these devices now and you know with everything we've talked about today um it, it is be, it becoming part of our daily life um for the right reasons um and so you know the the the, the trade-off may be from a privacy standpoint um and i, I guess there has to be an element of trust and it, you know, it's not a word that's banded around when you talk about the big tech, tech companies all that much mm. um but you know there's there's not a lot let's be realistic there's not a lot um, you know that 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 we can do about it, um, unless you just want to opt out and say no. And so I think from a 
um, you know, taking the other the other approach, forgetting about um, sort of the overall ecosystem and and the apples and Googles and Facebooks um, of, of the world, um, looking at it from a from a marketer's standpoint or an app owner's standpoint, um, there just has to be that value proposition. They're, they're 100%. It's not a oh, well, let's just get location. It's more data points we've got on someone. It has to be that value proposition, and and there's a ton of value propositions, um, and and I think that's that was the challenge with beacons uh, initially, was marketers went from no idea uh, what people were doing in relation to their real estate to this granularity that has only been available through Google Analytics on a website, yeah, and I think that shone a light on we don't know what we want to say to these people, um, and you know now. Um, you know, the, the, the next wave is going to give you a very, very uh, finite opportunity uh, to say the right thing to the right person if the value proposition is there. So that's, well, that'll be interesting. I, I do want to, just before we wrap up, we've been talking a while, but this is really interesting. Um, I, I, I want to go back to a few more questions about what does this mean and why and what. So let's assume that, well, well first of all, I guess, is there any point speculating about why the beacons appeared? Do you think they just ran out? So I've heard like two schools of thought. One is these ultra-wideband tags, beacons or whatever are going to be amazing and Apple was just saving enough time so that they could really showcase it to, oh, they actually don't work and so they decided not to, uh, um, to, to show them. I'm assuming you're more on the former than on the latter uh, explanation as to why the big reveal wasn't revealed. Well, I mean, look, they, they don't work is open to interpretation. Um, I know there are there are power um, uh, management issues, yeah. uh, which is why some of the um, alleged designs showed a replaceable battery, um, which makes sense. Um, look, Apple's brilliant at um, laying the foundations, um, letting. Um, companies in the real world connect the dots and then it just so happens that everyone ends up exactly where um, Apple wanted everyone to go um, and I, I think the other the, the other aspect of it is um, probably wanting to get iOS 13 and now 13.1 um, out there um, have an install base um, get it in the hands of developers so that when they do make the announcement, it is the walk on stage, and he's he's augmented he's reality. There, I mean, I've got no doubt they're yeah. probably going to be turn a turn an iPad towards the audience, and there are balloons popping up. Um, people have got tags under the seats. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. so so I'd, I'd I'd put it down to uh, being prudent in that regard. Yes. And 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 look, it's it's um, and as we've seen before, they may never do it. Um, uh, who knows? But 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 someone is going to, and you know the technology is there that um, you know that experience is going to be real at some point. Yeah. So uh, what does this mean? Let's assume the um, kind of the positive uh, interpretation of um, making sure that you got it right and you've got enough devices out there and uh, so forth. Do you think this means that the Bluetooth beacon is dead? Um, not necessarily. I, I, I think there's a there's there's certainly a role um, um, you know for the two to coexist. Keep in mind um, backward compatibility is, is a big thing. Certainly, uh, probably over the next three to four years, um, however long it takes people to cycle through through devices. Um, and you know, as you as you mentioned, the iPhone 11 is not the cheapest handset on the market. So, 
uh, it'll be up to um, the, you know, the, the, the rest of the, the handset manufacturers to be adopting it uh, and, and releasing products next year to really, really get that mass adoption. So um, I, I think absolutely there's a, there, there's a role for BLE mm-hmm. um, <laughs> moving forward. And, and that's why I think it's important that um, you know, RTLS providers um, aren't just locking in on a single band. Um, you know, because it, it's such a dynamically changing landscape uh, for the positive. You know, there's, you know, the, the, the danger is that um, so many people jump on jump on the bandwagon uh, of something like UWB, and then there's a lot of misfires, you know, which there inevitably will be, um, and people get disillusioned with it. Yes. Um, but so I, I think absolutely there's a role for both. Uh, it's certainly a focus for us, and um, you know, given. Uh, the journey that, that that we've been on over the last ten years um, puts us in a position where where we've we've absolutely got a got a dual band um, um, our platform and and approach to our hardware. Uh, you know the the ability to have a UWB and BLE um, tag um, and an ecosystem is, is is well within our our roadmap. Yeah, I mean the way I always look at these things is it's another tool in the tool chest and there's no such thing as one tool that just does everything perfectly. No. And so, you know, you want to work with a solution designer, an architect, a craftsperson who can who can use the right tool for the right job and uh, if if he turns up with only one tool then you kind of got your suspicions about uh, what the what the yeah. answer is going to be and i guess uh, a big part of what you offer with blue cats is uh, is demonstrably being able to have both options at your fingertips um, so kudos to and, you and that's, for the, for that and and that that's yeah and and look that's important um you know, when you're dealing with and and you know, i will say the future, the immediate future for Blue Cats has nothing to do with smartphones. Um, you know, the, the the focus for us is really on um, uh, enterprise and industrial uh, style applications, where you're having a return on investment discussion with someone within the first 15 minutes of explaining what your solution is capable of. Um, now, in in all my discussions with with anyone to do with uh, marketing with BLE beacons, return on investment doesn't come up, um, and and so. Um, it's it's fantastic what's happening, um, you know, with, with with smartphones because absolutely there's a whole world that, that that opens up on its own. Let alone being able to introduce smartphones into the environments that we're 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 working on. Um, but yeah, the, the the ability to start with a single trick or, or a single tool, but as as an organisation uh, wants to grow with your solution, or as other stakeholders in an organisation realises, hey, maybe I could use that for something else or something that I'm focused on, the ability just to extend that capability um, without having to be a new dedicated system um, or, or a new dedicated API or, or whatever it may be, um, that's really the value that we're, we're seeing moving forward. Very good. Well, Nathan, thanks for spending time with us. Um, beautiful backdrop. I think you win a prize for best, uh, uh, most appealing backdrop, uh, but also just fascinating conversation, very thought-provoking. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Always good to chat. And um, I'll see you stateside very soon, no doubt. I hope so. I hope so. Cheers. All the best. Thank you. know this we have the tradition about uh what songs you would take on a trip to mars and um just because you've gone on been on the show once doesn't mean to say you 
get get away without having to talk about something that's got nothing to do with technology to start off with. So, uh, you know, what 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 uh, what three songs uh, would you want to listen to now? So I've I've gone for a little little bit of a mixture. Um, probably the first one, a great uh, up and coming Aussie band called the Teskey Brothers. Huh. Uh, highly recommend you look them up and. Um, uh, a song called Crying Shame by the Teskey Brothers. Now, the caveat there is provided I can whip up an old-fashioned um, or two or three en route to Mars, then that song is the perfect uh, perfect accompaniment uh, to that. Second song, um, personal favourite of mine, um, A Pirate Looks at 40 by Jimmy Buffett. Um, actually, actually, a song I, I, I sing, sing to my kids when, when they're going to bed ever since I were little, so that's um, it, pretty meaningful. And then the third one, uh, which is a, a, an iconic song that uh, probably not a lot of people have heard of, so it doesn't necessarily make it iconic, but um, The Cape by Guy Clark. Um, absolutely brilliant song, and anyone that has um, uh, chased an idea or a vision um, through a lot of, lot of, lot of hard, hard times and a lot of toil, um, it's, you know, the, 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 the crux of the song is... Um, you know, spread your arms, hold your breath, and always trust your cape. Uh, so it's a it, it's a pretty apt song, I think. So that's a great uh, song. Great reason. Thanks very much for that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 